and God spoke to Abraham. These three words open a new birth for humanity. They herald a new consciousness in the world. Indeed, listening to the Torah portion this week, these simple words startled me. We just heard the sorry tale of Cain and Abel, the degradation of man ending with the flood, the rivalry of the Tower of Babel, a man's dispersion on earth. The tale of humankind seems a difficult one. He does seem to be fulfilling God's words that were said to him when he was expelled from the Garden of Eden, for you are formed from dust, and to dust you will return. And then, suddenly, we hear these three startling new words, and God spoke to Abraham. I looked in the text to see if they startled the rabbis of old as well, and indeed they did. The Midrash writes, Ten generations passed between that of Noah and that of Abraham, and I did not speak to any one of them except with you, Abraham. The commentator, the Balaturam, recognises this as a pivotal moment in the unfolding of the creation. He writes, The words, Vayome Hashem el Avraham, and God spoke to Avraham, is the same language as the utterances with which he made the world. Avraham's being is an integral aspect of the creation of the world, even to the point of saying that the world was only created for the sake of Avraham. These words are echoed in the Zohar when commentating on Genesis chapter 2. These are the generations of the heaven and earth on their creation. The words on their creation in Hebrew is Bihibaram, a word which is made up of the very same letters as Avraham's name, Avraham. And so the Zohar is indicating that the world was brought into being only for the sake of Avraham. This preoccupation of the sages with the actual letters of the words, which to us may look like punning or wordplay, is of a very different nature when dealing with the original Hebrew of the scriptures. The Kabbalah teaches us that the letters are vessels for the light and the light enters according to the vessels. We can understand this from the classic example of the Sefer Torah in which we see the letters lovingly scripted onto the page in black ink. The light of God is the white of the parchment. If it were not for the vessels formed by the letters of the Torah, we would not know what that light is saying to us. We would not be able to receive it. In the same way, we need to ask ourselves, what were the vessels that Abraham had prepared with which he was able to hear the word of God speaking to him? It may be that God speaks to every one of us, but if we do not have the right vessel with which to receive his voice, how will we ever hear it? The Baal Sulam teaches that we can learn which were the vessels that Abraham prepared from his name, which at that time was Av-Ram. Av means desire from the root Ava, and Ram meaning 
something which is high, something which is elevated. And this, the Bala Sulam relates to the attribute of faith, which, being in equivalence of form with God, is of a higher paradigm than that of knowledge, and therefore is called high. From Avam's name, we know that he wanted to have faith in God. He wanted to be able to give to God unconditionally, and therefore, these were the vessels, faith and unconditional giving to God, that he prepared in the 75 years of his life that took place before God spoke to him. In the Kabbalah, we learn that God's presence is all around us. His light and his goodness are surrounding us. But unless this light is first clothed in the precious light of chesed, of loving kindness, we cannot receive it. It is this garment of giving, of unconditional giving, of chesed, that provides the vessel with which we may receive God's light. Avraham is the embodiment of the Sfirah of Chesed. He is the embodiment of loving-kindness. And the psalmist is referring to his pivotal role in the creation of the world when he says, Olam Chesed Ibaneh. The world will be built through loving-kindness. The world will be built through that vessel that Avraham brings through. A loving-kindness that is unconditional, a loving kindness which is giving without the need for anything to come back to us. The Zohar also explores the vessels of Avraham. It starts like this. Rabbi Abba opened his discourse. What is the reason for the scripture that God spoke to Avraham? Why did Avraham merit that God should speak to him rather than to any other of his generation? Rabbi Abba then brings a scripture in Isaiah chapter 46, which says, Hearken to me, you whose hearts are armoured, those who are far from righteousness. He continues, How hard are the hearts of the wicked! They see the pathways and byways of the Torah, but they don't regard them. Their heart is hard, and they do not turn in repentance to their Lord. They are far from Torah and far from righteousness. When I consider this piece of Zohar, I need to look within myself. Inside of myself, I have the aspect of Avraham. I am his child. But I also have the aspect of the wicked whose heart is hardened. This comes from the ego, from the will to receive myself alone. The description of it here is interesting. The words in Hebrew are abirei lev. Abir is a knight, a knight in armour. And abir lev conjures up the idea of a heart heavily shielded. Our hearts do become shielded. We cut ourselves off from each other and from our inner true self, the Shekhinah within us. Which voice am I going to listen to? The voice of Avraham within me 
the open-hearted, faithful, loving part of myself, or the fearful, defended, shielded one who travels only in known roads, roads which have actually become ruts. The Zohar continues, Come and see. Abraham wanted to draw close to God and become close. This is as the scripture says, love righteousness and hate wickedness. And thus he came close to charity. Abraham is designated as the one who loves me more than all the other members of his generation who are far from righteousness. The Holy Orachayim looks at another aspect of God's words to Avraham. The parsha begins, and God spoke to Avraham. But it's not until seven verses later, when Avraham has already arrived in the land of Israel, that the Torah states, and God appeared to Avraham. He asks the question, why did God speak to Avraham before he had made himself known to him? He can find two possible reasons. Firstly, because Avraham tried earnestly to know his creator. As the Gomorrah teaches us, that Avraham recognized his creator even from the early age of five years old. Therefore, God did not need to reveal himself to him, as when he spoke to him, Avraham already knew who was speaking. But for us, we need to ask the question, why does God hide his light from us? Why does he hide the manifestation of himself from us? The Zohar teaches that the words, let there be light, refers to the love of God. But the scripture continues, and there was light. And this, the Zohar teaches, means that this light is hidden away in order to give us an opportunity to come to God through giving, like Abraham did, giving unconditionally. Indeed, the Oachim HaKadosh goes on to say that Abraham was the first person in the ten generations who preceded him who acted totally selflessly with unconditional giving in the framework of holiness. Thus God did not first show himself to him in order to give him the chance for him to give unconditionally, and then only subsequently he appeared to Avraham. So first God said to him, go forth out of your land. And it was only after Avraham had already demonstrated his desire to serve God, no matter what, and had already arrived in the land of Israel, that God revealed himself to him, as the scripture says, and God appeared to Avraham. The Midrash Rabbah considers the scripture we're looking at. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. And God spoke to Avram, Go for yourself from your land and from your birthplace and from your father's house to the land which I shall show you. And it places next to it a verse from Psalm 45. Listen, O daughter, and see, and incline your ear, and forget your people and the house of your father, and then the king will desire your beauty. Rabbi Baruch Shalom Ashlag, the son of the Bala Sulam, writes as follows. We need to understand 
why Rabbi Yitzchak in the Midrash chose this verse from Psalms in order to express the inner meaning of God's commandment to Avraham. When we look at the way we serve God, we see that initially we teach the person to walk the ways of serving God by educating him to fulfill the mitzvot of the Torah, not for its own sake. And this is done because at the beginning, a person is still ruled by his will to receive for himself alone. However, after a while, when a person wants now to come to the true way of serving God, which is to serve God and keep his mitzvot for their own sake, for the Torah's own sake, he needs to change the reason why he's performing the mitzvot. Then the scripture says, Lech lecha, go forth from your land. In the language of the Kabbalah, the land means desire. In other words, the Torah is teaching us that we need at this point to let go of our former motivation, which had mixed motives. And we need to let go of doing the Torah from Rot, but to go to the land which I shall show you, that is, to the desire of doing Torah and mitzvot unconditionally. But it is not within a person's capability to attain this desire on his own. He can want it, but since it goes against his basic nature, which is that of the will to receive, it has to be God who shows this desire to the person. And so the Holy Blessed One said to Avraham, The land which I shall show you. How can we come to the place that God will show us the will to give unconditionally? Only by developing a desire for it, as Avraham did. But we cannot achieve this on our own. And the verse in the Psalms teaches us, Listen, my daughter. It's telling us, listen to the soul. Because she has the capacity to hear that there is a will to give unconditionally, even when it is not in our power to see this. If we listen to our soul and think how much we want to merit this, then we will merit to see. The Torah is teaching us, incline your ear to hear that there really does exist the possibility of giving unconditionally. There is a possibility of working for the sake of giving to God or to our fellow man. And this is termed the land which I shall show you. Indeed, happy is the man who puts his trust in God, for to do so is not in man's original nature. Another Midrash on Lech Lecha tells the following parable. Rabbi Levi said, when Avram was travelling to Aram Naharaim and Aram Nahor, which are towns on the way to Israel, he saw them eating and drinking and behaving licentiously. He said, I hope my lot will not be in this land. When he got to the Sulam of Tzor and he saw them occupying themselves with weeding when it was time to weed and hoeing when it was the time to hoe, he said, I hope my portion will be in this land. And it was then that God appeared to him and said, To your seed I give this land. What does this Midrash tell us? In Aram Naharaim, Avram saw people acting in order to receive a reward, occupying themselves in their own selfish pleasures. 
He said, I do not want a part of this desire. When he got to Sulam of Tzor, Sulam means ladder and refers to the ladder of Jacob's dream, a progression of spiritual ascent. Tzor in Hebrew refers to Tzor Yisrael, the rock of Israel. Here, Avram saw a way of coming to God. By weeding out and hoeing our negative attributes when the time is right to do so and not for any reward. And thereupon he said, may my portion be in this land. And then the Holy Blessed One appeared to him and promised, to your seed I will give this land. To your seed I will give the desire to give unconditionally. May we listen to our soul within us and find the Avram inside of us. May we open our hearts with loving kindness and faith as he did and prepare a vessel with which we too may hear the voice of God. This audio recording is brought to you from the Horus School, established by Yadida Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Yehudalev Ashlag. Studies with Yadida Cohen are available through the Horus School online. Details at www.nahoraschool.com or www.nahorapress.com.